Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Squared Triangle. I think we're actually on the fourth because we did Road to WrestleMania. We did oh, the yeah, WrestleMania episode, right. and then we did the Viewer Request Royal Rumble. Yeah, so so this, this, this is the fourth. We're getting there. <laughs> Slowly building it up. Slowly building it up. Um, uh, we are going to talk about Backlash. Uh, not WrestleMania Backlash, because they took the name off. Thank God. And what makes this show special is that this is the first premium live event that isn't Saudi Arabian that has been outside the United States in 15 years, I think, was the last one. It was like the last oh. WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, like, outside of North America. Outside of North America. So this was a, a backlash that took place in uh, Puerto Rico. And Man. we're going to get into the matches, but goddamn, this crowd was hot. Like, this, this cr- I- it solidifies that a crowd makes or breaks a show. Correct. Even if it, even if you believe it's a mediocre show, you know this crowd was just electric the whole night. This crowd and that's what just made it ten times better. This crowd made it feel like this was WrestleMania for them. Like this crowd was just a hundred percent into this entire event, and it made it it made it so much better in my opinion. But, that's because uh, it is WrestleMania to them. It is. I mean, and the thing is, like, they're saying that they don't plan another event in Puerto Rico for a while, and it's like, this is also, like, the most watched one, the biggest gate, I think it's, like, the biggest backlash attendance. Like, this is just breaking records for backlash in WWE. He's like, we're not going to do another Puerto Rico event for a while. I think like, I really think they should do another event in Puerto Rico, though. They should I'm actually like, do at least a couple more. You in should Puerto rotate Rico. years. Like this year with yeah. Backlash, next year, whatever the next pay per view is, I think it's Money in the Bank. Like next year should be Money in the Bank in Puerto Rico and just do like the stepping stone each year. Like this event's now going to be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. But this crowd was hot. Uh, we did get a. When we get onto these matches, we did have a little bit of a Cena showing up at ECW moment for this uh, first match. But uh, before we get into the matches, what you, you guys, I think everybody agree we love this show. And the show was, it was solid. Expectations. It, we went in with kind of no expectation. This is usually like the B pay-per-view that kind of pushes storylines along. But I mean, this felt like this was a great night of wrestling. Like I was completely wrong about this show from start to finish. Like I didn't realize it was going to be that hot, that good. And it almost felt like a takeover in some spots. I do yeah. feel like there was a missed... Uh, there was a miss with this with the show structure. I don't think the Cody Brock match should have gone on last. I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest should have gone on last. We'll I completely get, agree we'll with get you. We'll get into that. that match because that match stole the fucking show for me. And it's it, like it it, uh, Damian Priest can just lead a match like nobody's business. So yes. let's get into these matches and we can then start singing our praises for Damian Priest. I got a lot to sing for him as well. All right. Uh, so let's, we'll start off with uh, Bianca Bella versus Io Sky, which is, which is honestly my match of the night. This uh, match took place in Bizarro Land. This was John Cena showing up at ECW, getting booed out of the building. This building was, was behind Io this entire match and yep. hated Bianca, which was crazy to hear. So this is uh, like any match in Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I I really like this match. I think I thought both competitors were super athletic. They showed that off really early. They hit their spots very cleanly. Um, Eosky worked Bianca Bel- Bianca Belair's arm throughout the majority of the match, um, and then Bianca's just a freak of nature with with her There's... strength. Like, one-handed picking up EO Sky. I made a note about that because then she promptly drops EO right on her fucking face at the end of that <laughs> spot. And for a second, I thought EO might have busted her nose a bit. Like, she drops right onto her face. But I mean, then I was like, oh, wait, no, she's been in stardom. This isn't the worst thing this she's is, been this through. This is nothing for her. <laughs> like, she's probably been she, kicked a lot been, harder than that in stardom. Yeah. She's been in Joshi wrestling leagues before. She's fine. Uh, but, this, um, this match cooked. Yeah, like, um, match. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, just a quick note about Bianca, though. Like, her skill level in the ring is incredible. It really is. She can just go in the ring and just have a match like this with damn near anybody. Don't matter how this, uh, don't matter their opponent's skill level or not. In some cases, Bianca just goes out there and just makes them better. Yeah. In a way, as the match is going. I think that EO and Bianca is a feud I'd want to see more of. I think they work really, really well together. They really do. I really like the storyline of of uh damage control like crumbling a little bit here as bailey is it's the will they won't they of bailey like 
did she do that on purpose or not? Somebody um, pointed out that as Bailey is coming to the ring, Dakota is like pleading for her to not like interfere in the match. Like you can see yeah. it in like Dakota's like, she's like, no, 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 no. Like she doesn't want Bailey to go out there. And I'm, at this point, I wrote down my notes like, what's the point of damage control at this point? It's well, and that's the thing, right? Like this is this could be like the start. Again, we we're so we have to get ourselves out of the one month pay per view blow off like yeah. indoctrination that we've had for so long. I'm just WWE. I read though because I like they've lost years. every yeah. feud basically since losing the titles, the tag titles. I think Look, they yeah. they become like the Miz, where it's like the new person will show up. They'll go through the Miz and then they'll start the feuds proper. This is like the women's division. You go through damage control and then you start your proper feuds now at this point. Yeah, and honestly, and honestly, I just think it's time for Yeah, I just think it's just I think it's just time for EO to be a face like she was in NXT. Yeah. You know, she she's getting to the point where she's getting way too likable, you know, to just keep continuing this EO with damage control. Uh, depending on how how we're recording this on Monday. We so are recording this on Monday. Depending on how yes. Tonight goes. Uh, Monday Night Raw treats her uh, like because I don't think they're in Puerto Rico today. No, they're back in the are, States, no. I believe. They're, they're back in the U.S., right? So depending on how tonight goes, if they feature Damage Control and or EO Sky, uh, that would be that will be really telling about how she's on. Oh shit, she's on SmackDown. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Yeah. Uh, on so depending on how she will be on Friday when this actually comes out. Ha! I tied it back in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how uh she ends up when this comes out uh on friday then we will we'll see if she has properly gotten over with the crowd yeah uh there uh just back to the match there was a really cool spot in this match with the avalanche power bomb yes which is something that you don't see in a women's match often and i think bianca and io are the probably the two people that could pull off that spot just mm-hmm. bianca's tall as shit too like, yeah, and uh, there was like another spot in that match I thought was really cool where like um Bianca had EO up in like the glam slam slash jaded slash road to Valhalla and EO like rolls out of it and just comes up and double stomps her on the chest. I thought yeah. that was a really cool spot as well. I, I, I really liked a... that she did that twice and the second one Bianca rolled out of the way. That's that's good storytelling. This was very yeah. NXT EO and it was nice to see her get like a solo match like this. Uh, yeah, and I mean, starting this match off if this with this hot crowd, I mean, the crowd just got hotter after this match. Like, people audibly hated it that Bianca won, which was mm-hmm. surprising to hear. But like, it just shows you that this crowd's gonna be on fire the whole night. Yeah, this and on top of that, was that, nuts. That thing's gonna carry over to Monday Night Raw, I believe, because I think we're at that point where everybody's about to start turning on Bianca shortly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's inevitably going to happen. People are going to want to see new champions. I mean, people can mm-hmm. keep saying the bloodline is the best, but I mean, people are growing tired of not seeing Roman. They're growing tired of him winning pay-per-view matches. Like, it's starting to just wear on people. It's like, we want something new now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she is the longest running uh, women's champion now. They, they're not yes, saying raw women's champion anymore. She's they're saying, saying longest champion. women's champion of the modern era. She so. is also, well, I mean, you're not going to beat several thousands of days without running into another Roman thing. But here's the thing. Uh, we also had a question about this match is like, does EO win because Bianca is now on SmackDown? And it's like, no, they're just they they fumbled their plan and they just didn't keep the women on their respective shows. So now you're going to do a weird Smackdown, actually. So, yeah, now you're going to do this weird. Are you going to just make one women's title and just make the whole women's division? A thing no, they're now. just gonna do another belt swap. They'll do a belt swap. Yeah, and I'm like, just plan out your guys' storytelling better, please. The <laughs> like, last belt swap between women's champions was funny, by the way, because it was Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, and there was some shit. Yeah, it's just between the two. That was so dumb. That was um, hilarious, though. So moving it from this match, uh, we had a uh, a little promo segment with Bad Bunny prepping his match for. Uh, Damian Priest, and because we're in Puerto Rico, but Bad Bunny is a fucking star. Like this is somebody pointed out, like this is ninety ninety eight Stone Cold levels of like fan appreciation for this Bad is, Bunny. Oh man, this is Puerto Rican Elvis Presley. Yeah, like, uh, he's he's a, he's a super he's a legend in Puerto Rico, man. But yeah. he ain't the only one. You'll, we'll get into that later, though. But yeah. Bad Bunny oh, is just an international superstar. 
the Bad Bunny match popped me hard. It, it really did. It, it, and it started with it. this because in the in this promo, we're give, he is given a Puerto Rican flagged kendo stick by Savio Vega. Remember Ooh. Savio Vega? The last mm-hmm. time he was on WWE television was 1999. Yeah. Los Boricuas. Yeah, Los Boricuas. It was wonderful seeing. I thought it was Conan at first, admittedly, until the <laughs> name tag came oh, up. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a, oh, a little racist shirt sorry damn dallas <laughs> it was the it was the bullhead it was the sunglasses my mind was instantly i see conan more yeah. that's the thing like i see conan that's more fair. on stuff so i just think i was like oh so wait no it's Savio Vega. okay that makes sense like <laughs> he's, I, he's I, here. I, made a, I made a note that uh michael cole at the end of the segment said you can't have wwe in puerto rico without salvio vega says michael cole who hasn't commentated on salvio vega since 1999 and he was <laughs> doing backstage segments yeah um we get to our next match which is kind of a nothing match but it is still a match that was pretty hypey to watch it was this was the uh seth rollins and omos match and i'm gonna start off i thought seth rollins was coming out in pants my friend pointed that out to me he's wearing pants that had the same color coloration as the Akeho like jackets with like the anime faces on him. his pants had the I, same don't, coloring don't put that in my head sharky don't put they that had in my the head. same coloring and i literally thought that was it but no, then they, uh, it looked uh, like they had like some weird like floral like pottery uh, design on I'm, i can't i don't know what that Virginia, design's called i'm gonna kick your ass right now <laughs> um the crowd was hyped was hype as shit they were singing rollins yeah. intro as he stood in the ring and then almost did a great heel tactic just kicking the shit out of <laughs> rollins out. Him while he's still in the spotlight and i'm like yeah, i was just like that was great perfect heel work that was great great uh, um almost, almost controlled up. the majority of this match he showed up today in this match too like this was the best almost has looked in a long time i don't know if that's rollins helping him out but i mean almost is really coming into his own as a wrestler I think so too. I think yeah, he's improving good. a lot as of late. You know, and I think I, he's having a lot of guidance from people around him, and uh, he's keeping he's being put into these matches with guys like Seth Rollins and stuff, and he's just getting better. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be a main event tracking soon. I popped for him doing Snake Eyes. I was like, yeah. Vintage Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was a match that was Rollins. Rollins ended up winning it, but this match did its job of almost is still looking like a fucking monster. Seth Rollins had to do like a three super stomps stomp. and one from the top rope. He did a super stomp. And the thing is, I want to just give credit where credit is due. Almost, uh, almost his timing on that too. Like he let Rollins land on him and then pretty much guided Rollins down. Yeah. Like he, the timing on that stomp was great from both guys. You know, I really think Seth Rollins is making his case for him being the world heavyweight champion. He can put on these matches with people like Omos, and I think you need a guy like that to wear that belt and throw these kind of matches out in good and good storylines and you yeah. know good feuds like that. Yeah. Seth Rollins is a guy that needs to be the champ first, you know. Uh, well, he made that case are, at the it's between him and Finn, right? Well, the thing is, this tournament has ten guys, ten or it's like ten or twelve guys from half and half from each brand and it has yep. Cody Rhodes and I'm willing to bet that tonight's raw as a stretcher job for Cody to get him I, out of this with Brock because he Brock didn't beat we'll get, to, we'll get to the Brock match he did not beat Brock entirely clean you're right so we'll I think he, they're not going to put him in the tournament to win the the collateral title I don't think he's winning that. I think he mm-hmm. wants to win the WWE uh, undisputed. And I think it hurts the story to have him lose. So I think booking him in the tournament and then removing him from the tournament by him getting destroyed by Brock Lesnar sets up a pay-per-view match to end the feud and then gets him back on track to Roman. While we're on the subject before we just cut to the next match, I think it's stupid that the reason you did this is because you gave both belts to the champion. And then you have the U.S. champion in the match, in the tournament. And that's the thing. It's like you're ha- you have the U.S. champion. So it's just bad booking because you're not going to let him win it. Unless they of introduce unless they introduce TNT, uh, TNA's option C. Where Austin Theory can be like, I'm going to trade in my U.S. title. I want a title shot. Like, that's the thing that TNA has done and Impact has done for years. You can take you can turn in your belt for a world title shot. And I'm like, I don't see WWE adopting that, but it's like, you're going to have your U.S. champion lose? Like, 
might be cool. Yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense to me either. Um, I'm like, I, I, take Theory so, out, put Bronson Reed in. Like it's just you could also you could put like any one of those people who are who got called up to NXT in that slot. Yeah, and it would put be some just NXT fine. guys in. They can get some TV time. They can lose, but they can still be. They can still show what they can do. And you have your big guys. And honestly, Sheamus is in the tournament. I kind of want Sheamus to win. Like, <laughs> I kind of want Sheamus to be that inaugural new champion. Before yeah, he, I mean, he ends works up going. too. You know, he's a great workhorse. Yeah, you know, no, he's great. I'm uh, just he's saying, amazing. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be against the Sheamus Rollins finals? Like, because <laughs> like the reports, the reports are saying it's supposed to be like Finn and Finn and Seth. I thought. Yeah, because they're probably going through the the old Universal Title champions. It's going to be either Finn and it's probably going to be Finn Rollins in the finals, and then more than likely Rollins <laughs> is going to get the title. Because I mean, he's kind of hasn't had a real chance to be in like a title scene in God knows how long. Yeah. How so, I'm done with that. Uh, so Long live Rollins. Yeah, and I hate that we're doing this on Monday because if we did it on Tuesday, we could talk about Raw and see if they fucked up all their booking or not. But I guess we just have to wait and find out. You know? Find out. We always do these like like half and half, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, um, next up is so uh, yeah. After the promo, we get the U.S. title uh, triple threat, or after the Omos match, we got the U.S. title triple threat match. This was close to being my match of the night. This was a fun finish, match. This, I thought the finish was really good. I thought it, it, it did. They did it in such a way that they made everyone look strong. Yeah. Uh, something that threw me off is that this was a very short pay per view. Also, mm-hmm. I think the first three matches were only four. Were only like one. Minutes. Well, the uh, the almost match and this match I think added up to fourteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So this was like a seven minute U.S. title match. And I mean, it kind of did what it needed to do. You know, he got hit with a. It was just big guys beating up big guys and then theory being his sneaky little champion self. And the finish uh, came in with a fucking moonsault into a spear into a pin, which was a wild series of finishes. Um, Theory being able to lift up Bronson Reed is impressive as shit. Like theory has, is I, that I thought that was super impressive. He's that guy. He is muscular, yes, but he's also kind of thin, so it's like deceptively strong. It's like it's all just compact in theory. But I mean, that guy can like lifting Reed like that was insane. That was that was great. He's just a, he's just one of those guys that can probably. He looks like you know he can lift. You know he doesn't look like he can lift that much, but he can lift way more than what he's supposed to be. You know, Austin uh, Theory is legit sneaky strong like that. And uh, he pretty much showed that on display. There was a funny moment here where Theory tried to do his, like, roll into the ring, like, jump up, drop kick. But the yeah. ref was in his way. <laughs> so he that had to, like, funny. stop and, like, roll to the left and then jumped up and did the drop kick. Because <laughs> the ref wasn't watching him. He was watching Lashley and Reed in the match. And I was like, God damn it, ref. Uh, I really want this... Uh. I really think Bronson Reed fits into the U.S. title picture as long as Theory has it. Like, I think this Lashley Reed Theory feud is very is very entertaining. I like these three guys, how they work together. I was Uh, sufficiently sports entertained. I did. We did call it. I did predict that Reed felt like he was just in the title picture to take the pin. And he was. Uh, As a reminder, uh, as a reminder, Bronson Reed has a pitfall victory on Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, mm-hmm. pin clean, Okada clean, and then and I came back in. He's been on TV once and pay per views twice since he's come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with Bronson Reed, my guys? He's not on TV. I think, still tra- I think they're just still trying to figure that out. Themselves he's just being right thrown now, into pay per view matches. No idea. Yeah, he's being thrown in pay per view matches. He's rocking every pay per view match he's in. But like, come on, man, put him on TV more. He's awesome. That's why I'm like, take Theory out, put Reed into this tournament. Let him throw a bunch of different wrestlers around. Let him splash somebody too, at least he once. He did like a big Bam. He did like a Bam Bam Bigelow he like moon salts, which yeah. was fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then he like Vader bombed Lashley the, um, yeah. to the outside. Yeah, while he was still standing. Yeah, was, yeah. And that over, was like crazy. Over good. the ropes, and I'm like, this guy can fucking move. Yeah, he can. I like Reed. Reed's he's Reed, I'm I'm high on Reed. I wish I could see him more on TV. That's the thing. The thing is like. 
everybody came out to a response in this pay-per-view except for Bronson Reed because nobody really knows who he is yet. He's not being shown enough. Like the crowd had like cricket reactions to Bronson Reed coming out. They did pop for him doing spots. They mm-hmm. did pop for him in the ring, but like when he was announced, like everybody cheered for everybody else except for Reed. And I was like, that's depressing. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, great match. I'm really liking the U.S. title picture. I'm wondering why we didn't get an intercontinental title in this. I feel uh, like Gunther's well, kind of been on vacation since last since WrestleMania. I mean, no, he had just gotten married recently, and I think right, he was he's taking on, time off. That's why yeah, he's taking time off. He did just yes. get married. Yeah, he just got married. So yeah. In addition to that, where would you put it in this pay per view? Yeah, that's Shit, the thing because they do the second half of the pay per view does get like wrongly scheduled. Uh, yeah. So we go into our second women's match of the night, which is Rhea Ripley coming out as champion first because they know the crowd is going to pop for Zelina Vega. And do they, and they do. fucking pop for Zelina she, Vega? She comes I love out Zelina with, Vega's interest gear and all that, too. Yeah, she comes out with she comes out with uh, like. Uh, a cape almost the, the the cape with the sticks that she can hold the, up and the, make the, the mm-hmm. yeah with the Puerto Rican flag she's fully decked out in Puerto Rican colors the crowds behind her she has her family at ringside so you know she's losing this match yeah. <laughs> like, of course because it's WWE and we're in your home country and you cannot win and besides we pretty much came to that conclusion already that she wasn't winning this match anyway but this was a really good moment for her regardless you know, yeah. for the crowd popping for her like that I don't know if it was her decision or if it's just WWE saying shit that the match was dedicated to her dad who died in 9/11 and then you have you her ha- lose. You had to have you like, had to have the you had to have the Merca moment. I'm like you could have just said this is for her dad who's no longer with us. But you had to add that shit and then you have her lose clean. Yeah. Like, WWE has a habit of making people lose in their hometown. They do this a lot. So it's not surprising, really. It's just the home country, the dead dad, the colors, the family at ringside. Seven minutes. Can we talk about the chocolate spot? I popped. Yes. I popped when she grabbed the fucking when she grabbed the fucking. Like Lincoln Zelda's like fucking. When when Zelina Vega holds it like that, that's a peachy chunkla. Everybody in that crowd went fucking crazy. It was so funny. And then um, she just fucking yeet. It was a fun match, but like I said, I mean, this hasn't had a real build to this yet, so you know she's gonna lose. But I'm like, why do you just keep throwing in all this like hometown hero babyface shit and then just lose? <laughs> like, because it's WWE, man. <laughs> oh god. If it was anything, if it was anything, just like, okay, man, just let something happen that clouds up the victory a little bit. And then Rhea can get her rematch, but let Zelina walk out of that arena with the fucking title. Like, are you the pop, the response? Just God, they they miss so many like perfect moments to do things, just because it's this doesn't because, fall in plan. Well, it's because the, if they call this on the fly and have her win the title, the next time, like her next match on what is she on Raw? No, she's not. LWO's on SmackDown. SmackDown, uh, I think. Yeah. So the that like a she would be on SmackDown. Bianca's still on SmackDown with the Raw's Championship. Yeah. Uh, B, like, um, you come back to America and you just get a lukewarm reception. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the crowd—it's so and weird. They'll though. probably have Rhea like take the title from her the next SmackDown and whatnot. Yeah, so it will only exactly. be like three or four days. It was like the it was like the booking decision in AEW with Thunder Rosa. Where that Sunday she loses to Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. But then it's like the show that week was in Thunder Rosa's hometown. And then My she hometown. wins the then she wins the title on a TV episode because it's just her hometown. And I was like, you could have just had her lose by like cheating on Sunday then. She didn't have to get pinned clean if you're gonna do a rematch. <laughs> like it was just one of those things that's like, God damn it. Dude, can people just not like look at the schedule and be like all right, here's the feud. Here's their hometown. Oh, it lines up. Like, let's. But yeah. I think I did. I did read a report that WWE is trying to make Reigns, title Reigns, mean something now. 
So people are going to be holding titles for longer. They're going to start getting more prestige. It's not just going to be back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy they're doing that finally. I still feel like they have too many titles. Like also, you, you, you means, need one uh, women's title. Just you yeah. don't have a big enough women's division. But you <laughs> know what? That also means uh you're gonna have to wait 495 days for Roman Reigns to lose those titles. I swear to God, if Roman Reigns is still champion by September of next year, I'm going he to. He will be. He will be. Oh my God. He will be. What are you What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna keep watching because we have this podcast now. We have this show, just, so I'm yep, obligated. We gotta go through it. You're not gonna do shit about it. Let me look raise, at my... raise your raise your one right now. <laughs> I do have a shirt that I do have a Roman Reigns shirt that says head of the table, so I, yep, yep, I can't exactly. say shit. Um I want to point out too, uh Rhea showed a really cool move that I don't I haven't seen her do. She might have she might have done it in previous matches. She has them in like a torture rack, Boston Crab like combo that uh, she's like holding him up. She has like Zelina's like neck here and then she's like holding her leg. Like a... It was like a it was weird. Like a, it was like a gory special. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a uh, pretty cool. I, th- I think that's what it was. Um, because the uh, like she's been showing like props to to like Lucha Libre. So yeah. having having Zelina in a gory special probably would make sense. Wasn't like the best executed gory special, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I want to point out that really uh, cool. I want to point out that Rhea Ripley can sell DDTs like nobody's business. Correct. Like Rhea gets DDT'd and she just goes like flopping across the ring. It's and she goes really wide eyed too. She's like, yeah, she she sells know, it like I just got my head driven into this fucking mat. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, then we get to the match that should have main evented this fucking event, only because the Cody Brock match lasted like ten minutes, and it was a kind of a disappointing uh, finish. This was 25 minutes of pure masterclass celebrity wrestling because of Damian Priest. I mean, if he was calling this on the fly, Damian Priest is, should be the next uh, world champion. Like, he should win that tournament. Like, this guy fucking deserves it. I Bad Bunny it in the half him as well after this. Bad Bunny you know, put on a great fucking showing. He almost, I feel like he almost killed himself twice. Trying to do sliced bread twice, <laughs> like yeah, he almost, yeah. That second time he almost went he straight, down straight time, on almost, the top of his head. He almost <laughs> went down straight on his fucking head that second time. He almost went down on his crown. And if that had happened, I was like, "Yep, he ain't gonna be on tour for a while." Uh, if you wanted a response that was something like an Attitude Era, like Return or something, Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico is a goddamn hero. There like, are so many Benito chants in the in the crowd, and he, then. Uh, the one part where um the one part where Damian Priest just cross cross chops them as they're chanting. Like Yeah. So beginning of this match, you have Bad Bunny coming out. You can tell by the shirt he's wearing, he doesn't have like the padding that most celebrities wear like underneath his clothes. Like Bad Bunny's coming out here to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh paying some uh, some home homage to New Jack with the card of hardcore <laughs> match. Oh, and yeah. on top of that, you know, the the crowd, they were just into this whole interest. Like they was actually singing his theme song. They singing, yeah, heard it. They were they singing were, his song as he was coming out. It they was were singing wild. everybody's like theme song. They were yeah. singing everybody's song tonight. I mean, this was the best Rollins like intro. The Cody Woe just was the loudest one I think I've heard so far. Like this crowd like, was on fire. I, it, it was a so, party atmosphere at that show. Yeah. So, so I initially popped for uh, for Bad Bunny doing a Michinoku driver. It's like, yo, yeah. the fact that he could do that on a guy Priest's size and it looked relatively safe how he did it, too. Like he didn't feel he didn't look like he was hesitant about it at all. Like Bad Bunny came out here to wrestle and he did what he did spectacularly. Uh, there's a couple of stories into this match. Uh, first one is early on, uh, Damian Priest just just did not want to use weapons. He just snapped. He would snap candlesticks over his over his knee, threw them out, uh, kept tossing them out of the ring. Um, The other story going into this is really, like, maybe five minutes in, uh, Priest hits South of Heaven, pins, pins, uh, for two count, and and then stops it. Picks him up. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm not, I'm not done whooping your ass yet. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like, I'm gonna beat up this man in front of you. Yeah. Um, we got our, we got our really cool uh, like hardcore match spots, like the symbol trash can lids. We got 
Bad Bunny about to hit Priest with the trash can, and then Priest just boots just... through the trash can to hit Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. which that was, was that was really cool. Bad Bunny had great facial expressions laying on the ground too after that. Like the guy looked like he got hit by a truck. It was so mm-hmm. funny. And then and then it was like that one spot where they were on the outside, like towards the equi- um towards the equipment area and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think he got uh, I think he got Bad Bunny and like a Falcon Arrow through the table. He Falcon Arrow yeah. him through the table. It's, uh, it's it's a broken arrow. A broken arrow. A broken arrow. Then but you still, had all the officials come yeah, out. Yeah. You had Adam Pierce come out. Uh, and you have Dan Priest saying, it's not over because I'm not finished. And then he He's pulls him. He's not done. He's not, not done. Not yeah. going. <laughs> and then he pulls him that back. That was the most fucking ballerized shit ever. And I mean, it was just, it then worked. It then went into two Bad Bunny doing like actual like in-ring storytelling work, like fucking over his knee. Like yeah. for a period of time, like submission holds uh, on the ring, the ring posts like he was working his leg like a like a true wrestler would in like an and, old fashioned wrestling Priest match. Was, and Damian Priest was selling it real well because it was like at one sport. I, I, it was like at one point where I think he grabbed the chain and him. wrapped it around his leg. Yeah, yeah. And Damian Priest was like, hey, whoa, 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 man, come on. It started <laughs> with the so uh, he, he when he had his leg on Bunny's shoulder and he like pulled it down. Yeah. And like the priest sold that so well, I thought he actually like hurt his knee. Yeah. Well, he also he was also calling the ref to like, hey, ref, ref, ref. Yeah. So it's like if that was just like scared heel work, that's fantastic. Like it's, it's really just good. Damian Priest is just shining in this match. And then um, we start to get the comes. moments because the Judgment Day comes out. Here come the Judgment Day. And, and Dom. They have the advantage. Or is it Finn and Sub? It was and Finn, then and Finn and Dom. I, who, and then I'm trying to remember the yep the order of it Carlito's music hits you 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 hear the Guido that that cat 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 and you're yeah. like what the man yeah. comes out Carlito, Carlito looks great he looks great he had the apple I mean this guy owned the like mid 2000s like IC IC title scene and I mean, the fact that he's coming out here looking this good being I think he's been wrestling in his own promotion in Puerto yeah, Rico. He's been wrestling in the WWC a lot, which yeah. is the, uh, the main big promotion in Puerto Rico. Um, Yeah, Carlito's a Puerto Rican legend also. And, uh, yeah, and I, then, was gonna say, I would be shocked if they left him off of this show somehow. Yeah, I so was going to say he's literally the Hulk Hogan of of uh, he is the Hulk uh, Hogan of Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Like Basically it, him and, or the John Cena of Puerto Rico, whichever one you want to call it. Yeah. Then we That's have what he is. Savio Vega. I'm about to even the odds. Then Rey Mysterio first. Rey Mysterio and the Latino World Order. They jump Dominic and Finn walks away. <laughs> I think that's what got me the most is that Dominic is getting jumped by the Latino hey. World Order and Finn's just like and like leaves like, him. Man, yo, yo, man. And as he's walking yeah, he... away, Savio Vega shows up to lay out Finn Balor. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, Savio Vega was using the moves he uses like Quang in the, yes, in the early 90s. Yeah, I noticed that too. It was a great like callback to just that era of like superstar, but it was just really funny how like Finn like didn't try to help Dominic and just walked away. It made He's me like, laugh. Yo, yo. It really made me laugh. Uh, I did put in my notes here. Uh, Bunny almost botches badly because he did. He almost sliced bread himself right onto his neck. So yeah. Uh, then they hit. Then he hits the Canadian Destroyer, which he is surprisingly good at doing. The Puerto Rican destroyer. I think it's actually called the Bunny Destroyer, is what they called it. Yeah. I yeah, but that's what Corey called it on the pin. Yeah. Uh also, and that's that's uh, the finish. He hits it on Priest and then gets so the pin. One, one of the wh- things one of the things I wanted to point out is uh this pay-per-view and wrestling in general is full of the storytelling device known as Chekhov's gun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when when Finn Balor and Dom came out at first, uh Finn put the chair in the corner. Yeah. And I, was, I looked at it. I was like, "We're gonna put a pin in that one for a sec." Yeah, and, and then, then and then it comes and then it comes back around. It does. Um, I want to point out that like it's probably just the names, but trying to think about it, I don't know the names of the guys in Latino World Order. Like, it's the, it's just Legado de Fantasma. It's Santos Escobar. I know um, that's the thing. I know Escobar. I just I cannot think of the names of the other two guys. It's Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde. I feel like they just. I feel like they need to be given more individual time. 
they'd be giving a few tag team matches. Yeah, honestly. Gosh. But uh, they're really this, good. This match should have main evented. It really should have. I think it should have main evented. Um, they called it a but, double main event, and I'm like, no, this should have been the main event. No, this like, should have been the main event. You know, because this was a really hot crowd. Admittedly, everything after this match for me just didn't compare to this match. Mm-mm. Like and the problem, the problem with double main eventing is uh, because you have to have your blow off match between your big big ticket matches. Yeah, and we have that coming up next. Uh, yeah, which is ironically the main event most of the main event of wrestlemania last last month but what are you gonna do yeah so then after this just spectacular fucking match we get a tag team match which while still good it was still did not get me as hyped as this bad bunny match surprisingly it wasn't like, even close um the story of this match between ko sammy and matt riddle versus the bloodline is that there is tension in the bloodline mostly from Solo Sokoa. Uh, if you were going to build a star out of Solo, this is the if this is the route they're going for it, it's going to be spectacular. Solo uh, has the best rich, rusting bitch face. I mean, this guy during this match tagging himself in, almost laying out Jay with a Samoan spike, which was tense as shit. So, so I have in my notes. There's there's one time where he tagged himself in. There was another where he just fucking slapped the shit out of I think it was Jey Uso. Yeah. To tag uh, himself in. So yeah, I mean, this is your typical bloodline match. Sammy Zayn is getting his shit kicked for eight minutes before like oh, the hot tags start going on. They also explained uh, as Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens are making the entrance that they can go on either brand with the, as long as they have yep. the titles. They finally explained that. They didn't this- have to explain that up until this point. Again, this crowd hyped singing Sammy's music song. Just so, so much energy in this fucking arena. It's wild. I thoroughly enjoyed Jay pulling the big bro card on Solo, though. Yeah. I really did. I'm big brother. I got this. Yeah. You you stay out here. There was a, there also was was a a moment of Jimmy kicking Jay with a super kick. Yeah, that was after a miscommunication. Yeah. There, there was a, there was a "We Want Roman" chant, and uh, Jimmy Uso was like, "He ain't here." Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's great. They were lingering, so we get the finish. Uh, solo pins Riddle. Yep. Uh, for the finish, which we could expect, the person who's not the champion takes the pin. You want to make Solo look strong, especially if he's going to begin feuding. With the Usos or somebody. Um, so, there was a good spot here of like they had uh, what was it Riddle and uh, Jey Uso uh, down uh, or Semi Semi uh, Zayn and Jey Uso down and Solo and Solo's down for some reason and he's the first one up and he's looking between Sammy and Jay and Jay he walks towards Jay like he's gonna do something uh, but before we have a definitive answer here comes. Um, here comes Matt Riddle with the final flash kick. Yeah, Matt Riddle's. I was pointing, uh, based on my notes, like Matt Riddle does really good looking, like jumping knee strikes on people. It's his, it's his signature move. Yeah, I mean, it looks, they look so clean, too. It's, I mean, I mean, with Riddle having the MMA background, he better be able to do those knee strikes like that. Yeah, to no make him look good. Yeah. Um, I, I called them in my notes to be trigger esque. It didn't take me, it took me until just now to remember his, his signature move was called the final flash, final flash kick. <laughs> Uh, this match did have a lot of back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. Riddle getting the hot tag was unexpected, but the crowd was really behind him, starting to clear out the ring. Uh-huh. And I mean, this was just your your standard, basically, Usos versus Sammy and KO match. <clears throat> it just had the, uh, the addition of the two-third people were the ones in the finish. So you can have whatever storyline you want to continue, continue, because Riddle taking the pin isn't going to affect... Sammy and KO's story. I do like the finish that what happened is uh Riddle hits the bro Derek on uh one of the Usos and then 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 Solo just picks him up and spikes him. Spikes him because that, they did the, the they did the back tag that Riddle uh-huh. didn't see. So uh the camera lingered on the bloodline for a little longer than it should have, and I really thought we were going to see Jimmy and Jay super kick solo. 
or something uh, like well, I thought we were going to see a turn because that camera was th- lingering for a little while. So I think we were going to see a turn, but then the Uso, uh, one of the Usos gets gets something from the ref. Yeah. You see him like talk to the ref. So I think they might have put the kibosh on it for now, which, hey, that's fine with me. I like this. And that I like was, this. That was obvious, too, because it's like it's all tense in the ring. And then the ref comes up and you see like Jay like lean over to him and Jimmy's the one talking to Solo. And I'm thinking like, are we going to see the turn? Is he getting the orders to to turn? Like, is that? No, I, I think what they like to do is they like to put Easter eggs like that in there for now, just to kind of plant seeds for when the actual turn happens. You know, eventually it's going to come out of nowhere and as a surprise, but, you know, they're just kind of leading you into that point. And that's why they do those things like that. And I think it's a really good way to kind of pro- kind of project that before it happens. I like I liked it. I like I, I thought this was a really good match. I thought, Solo you know, it was looks super back and forth. Solo looks, Solo looks scary like as an enforcer. Like this man Solo, looks like yeah. a true enforcer in wrestling. It's we haven't had like a true. I get Meng vibes from Solo. While. Yeah, exactly. We haven't had a true enforcer in a long time in re- in wrestling. Uh, we've had people who have been called themselves an enforcer in a stable. Yeah. Uh, but if you look even at like the Jericho Appreciation Society, for example, who they have Swagger. Or yeah, bigger. it's it's swagger, it's, and I mean he he d- looks ridiculous in his purple hat. So. Yeah, well, it's it, because the the other thing about it is like it, you look at you look at Solo Sokoa and you look at Jake Hagar. I know Jake Hagar has MMA experience. I'm my money's still on Solo. Yeah, somebody pointed it out to uh, Blackpool Combat Club, like breaking down the roles. It's like you have the the like genius technician and uh, Danielson. You have the brawler and Moxley. You just have the tall, scary European and Cesaro. And then you have just like the chicken shit, like fiery hothead in Yuta, who's like, when he's starting to lose, he'll just run behind his big brothers, basically. Mm-hmm. But like the bloodline have that dynamic. You have the champion, you have the enforcer, you have the tag team. I, I, I do like it. It's, it's yeah. really good. It's, 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 it's by the numbers for Horsemen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's your classic four man stable. And Solo is just eating that roll up, like he is. Yeah, and I thought despite him the in fact, a lot of mystery as well. Despite the fact that he was in the ring for all of like a minute, I thought this was star making for Solo. Yeah, Solo is when he steps into the ring. It's rare when he does, but when he does, he owns every minute he's in that ring. Mm-hmm. It's just there's he's another star. Like it's just yeah. whenever he gets his own thing going, like Solo is going to be a main event guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to our final match, which I believe also might have been called on the fly because of what happened during this match. Oh, we'll get to that in just a sec. Oh, um, boy. It's the Brock Cody match. The crowd just, again, amplifying that intro song. Like the, the crowd loved Brock Lesnar until he stepped in the ring. And, they were, and then even the Puerto Rican crowd was like, oh, we got to deal with Brock Lesnar. Fuck. Uh, the match doesn't start, and Cody begins beating the shit out of Brock with the steps. <laughs> like, yep. I, I like that. I, I think not enough faces get do that against unstoppable monsters. He's like, okay, before the mission starts, I'm just I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and weaken you a little bit. But that's what faces need to do more often. They need to prove they have like that tough quality to them. Yeah, that they can just go out and be the aggressor for once. ECW yeah. was great at uh, doing that with their faces, and yeah. I wish some uh, more pressing promotions did that. Yeah. Uh it then just becomes Brocky eating Cody around for about five minutes. Until like, it isn't. Cody gets Germaned so many times in this match. <laughs> I I count I in my notes I counted at first and then I stopped counting because it kept happening. He just kept throwing Cody around the ring. He even had I think like a uh like a follow like where he falls back and throws. Uh, so, uh, he did one of those had... two and Cody just got, goes flying across the ring because Cody's just he... like a small guy compared to Brock. And then the oh. announce team kind of made a reference to 2014 Brock when he was uh, tossing Cody around the ring like a sack of potatoes. So I was Cena. It, like, it yeah. was funny. They compared it to you know when Brock like, just demolished John Cena in that, yeah, match. And that one match at SummerSlam. 
they had uh there was a couple spots that ha- there's a spot that happened a couple of times where uh cody would jump to the ropes do like a disaster kick or like a cody cutter and then on the third one uh brock both has catches him and like suplexes him yeah it's very good the thing is like i'm learning that if brock wants to work with you he will yeah. work with you yeah, like he didn't want to work with bray so he didn't work with bray yeah and he's like i'm gonna go out there and if this if this bleeding is planned i'm going to bleed for cody I he think did. he might have did it a little too did. much. <laughs> so we get the turnbuckle exposed. Cody's like, I'm going to try to put this monster away. I'm going to expose the turnbuckle. Brock That's not sh- exactly how that happened. Uh, no, he, he was that getting suplexed. He got thrown into the audience, the by the way. <laughs> and then you look in the background and the crowd is watching, I'm pretty sure, as security comes and collects the turnbuckle uh-huh. uh, padding. Because I think they started chanting, <laughs> let him... I think they started chanting, they let started him chanting, keep let it. let him keep it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They should um, have. Brock face first into this exposed turnbuckle, and when I say crimson mask, I mean crimson mask. He like was it is gushing immediately. It is painting Cody when he's holding him in like the crossroads. Like his chest is just like covered. It like, reminds me of uh the last time there was a major bleed in WWE that they didn't do anything about, which is a notable thing here. I'm sure Brock was like, No, don't fucking touch me. I want this match to keep going. They had that, uh the ref tried to give him a towel when, yeah, they, were, when then, they were when they were both like laying on the ground he tried to give brock a towel and brock threw it back at him like, fuck that he's no. like so brock's uh, old school man he ain't gonna yeah. do that shit so the last time that happened was john cena versus jbl where where john cena's like completely red head to toe yeah and i was like i was going to this match and i'm like Co- it, it, depending on how long they have in this match cody's going to want to bleed in this match like this is the kind of match where i feel like cody's like let me bleed but i'm also thinking he's probably telling brock you know what you did to orton i want you to do that to me (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like that is going to be a conversation that they have when it's the blow-off match for this feud is cody's gonna look at brock hard way (laughs) like open me that's that's literally what that's literally what happened here like he go he he hits he hits like hit like right. He hits right up here. By his nose like yeah. right here. Yeah, like right in this area. Yeah, and it's just instantly and gushing. Immediately, and that's and the other it, thing. Uh, if this was planned, Brock Lesnar doesn't usually bleed for people. No, it has been a while. I think since we've seen like Brock like bleed like Les- this. Lesnar is usually pretty well protected. So when when he's allowed to do something or they let him do this to like Brock, that shows the star power that they're trying to put into Cody. Yeah. Um, and also it's just Brock adding a lot to a match, you know, to try to build Cody up as, you know, the top face of the company. The guy, the, yeah. well, I think we're seeing like the Brock retirement tour. Like, I think Brock's probably like going to be on his way out soon. So he's like, you know, let's build Cody up. He'll I'm done feuding with Roman. So we'll build Cody up. We'll let him beat Roman. He'll be the next top guy. Like Brock. Brock has not stage fright, but he hates people. Yeah. So I'm not surprised to see him like on his way out. Uh, like just, you know, give the rub to people on the way out. That, Man, he just wants to cause light and to lay on top of his wife. And that's about it. He wants you to know, cause light a... to lay on top of his wife and to like do farm work. He's married to Sable. Like, <laughs> he's married to Sable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the finish to this match was interesting. Brock has Cody in a Kamara lock, and Cody gives the angle to pin Brock. And it's weird to me because it is not a definitive like I beat Brock. It's I I weaseled my way into a win against this monster. I got lucky. Yes, I do think they're going to have a blow off match at some point. Brock Lesnar is in the city that they're having raw right now. I think we're going to see a stretcher job. Like possible gets Cody out of the new tournament. Brock can do whatever he'll come back. They'll do one more pay-per-view match and then Cody's back in the Roman Reigns picture. Oh, the big hero, the big hero return. He slays the dragon. You know, and then they're gonna have to figure out a way to get him to SmackDown somehow. Yeah. Well, when he wins the titles, he'll just be a part of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So 
I wish it was a little more definitive of a finish, but I understand they probably want to. I don't even know at this point what they want to do with fucking Cody. Like, it's just it's like, bro, are you going to make him look strong or are you going to make him look lucky? Like, <laughs> I think I don't think this was lucky. I think this was this was making him look smart versus yeah. lucky. Because, you know, he understand. had the lock on and then he in the, and then he rolled, I can understand rolled if this made him look more intelligent. Yes, that I think that's what they were going for here. It's just it, for some reason I was like, really, that's it. It's like I think it's like a sub 10 minute match or it something is. like that. And I'm like, why didn't Bad Bunny and Damian Priest just own this fucking show as the main event? That's kind of where I had the problem with the placing of um those matches in the second half of that pay-per-view. I'm like, you might as well just give the hottest match. Is it going to be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest yeah. the main event? Because Cody and Brock ain't going to go for like 10 minutes. It's going to be really short, straight and to the uh, point. And just let the crowd truly, just have fun. I truly would have had uh, Bloodline Bloodline versus uh, Kevin Owens and Riddle and Sami Zayn on third to last. And then uh, Brock Cody and then Bad Bunny, uh, Damian Priest. Because the thing is, like, you're advertising this event with Bad Bunny's face <clears throat> all over it. You know the- he's going to be a hero coming out. You have the workhorse that is Damian Priest, like kind of leading this match. And it has it was the longest match of the night, I think, aside from the tag match. It was. And, I, it was, and I'm like, no, it was you, north of 20 minutes. you do this. You send the crowd home hot like it is. This was the main event for me. I think I think the problem with doing it that way is that uh, I think in WWE's eyes, at least uh, Damian Priest is still somewhat untested. And it's just like, that's so disappointing. Like it is, but I think this match will go a long way in him becoming a more, not a permanent fixture. He's already permanent fixture, but like a more, uh, a higher on the card. He is the third. It it, it moves him up a few notches on the card, you know, because I think Damian Priest, um, this match really proves that he can actually lead a match like this. Okay. He's pretty much dependable and he can pretty much build somebody, you know, he can build he can build faces and he can put on incredible matches. I think they're going to move him up the card. I think he's going to be somewhere in the Intercontinental U.S. title picture, wherever they decide to put it. Well, wait, wait, where's the Intercontinental U.S. title at right now? The thing is uh, what? US, US titles on Raw, Intercontinental title on SmackDown? Other way around. So. Oh, other way around. Well, yeah. I see, um, t- I, I see titles on Raw, um, U.S. is on SmackDown. They're going to move him to the Intercontinental title picture because I think, you know, maybe him and Gunther would have you know, a really oh, good him and Gunther would light it up. It, it, it would, they would they would fucking kill would it. Love man. to see that. I mean, I hope at some point you know Dijak gets called back up to the main roster. I'd love to see Dijak versus Damian Priest. Like, I would love to see these not overly like big guys. These like just tall, strong guys, kind of be like their own like mini division in WWE. I think, I think the problem is uh, Dijak and Damian Priest look a little too similar. What do you mean, Damien? What do you mean, Dijak looks like the lead singer of fucking Sabaton? <laughs> like, Dijak looks like the Punisher. <laughs> Dijak does look like the Punisher. Di- uh, I think that's what they were trying to go for with this game, the Punisher. The yep. the haircut and the beard. I want you to look up Sabaton and look at the lead singer and tell me that that is not just Dijak. Give, give me a second. <laughs> we're gonna. Oh God, it is. <laughs> it's like that's that's like that's like that's like some Rob Halford shit. Yeah, I like I see that and I'm like, this man looks like he's from a power metal band. Like Oh holy shit, I see it. <laughs> Good grief. It's like that's almost it's, to the T. It's the goatee, it's the uh-huh. fucking haircut, and I'm like, this man looks like he just came out of like a power metal band. Like Oh yeah. That's to the T, man. It's just but like it's Jesus. so weird because Damien Priest Dijack. Like they're a different kind of Haas, you know? Yeah, they're like, they're like they're still they're a little lanky versus like just chunky. Yeah, they're like they're a little more agile of Hosses. Like they still have the strength, but they're just not like built the same as somebody they're like he- Gunther or Wardlow or yeah, they're heavyweights that move like cruiserweights. Yeah, almost. But uh, also I admittedly just kind of want Damian Priest to go back to Punishment Martinez. I really like that name. They keep referencing it. Yeah, I mean, he sh- his first NXT showing, he had the name. Like, they let him keep it, and then they changed him to Damian Priest when they repackaged him and brought him back. 
Yeah, he's basically called the Punishment in Judgment Day. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, that name is a already, reference to his old yeah. name. Yeah, it's just like it's wild. Like Damien Priest won me over as just like this guy has a future as an individual star. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they wanted to have uh, like I don't I don't I think they for all the um, an entertainment company WWE is. Like they they still wanted wrestlers to main event the match, yeah. the the last match. Not I the two, not the two Hispanic stars in the greatest no, match they had on the card. I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm trying to like I'm trying to like uh, rewind and think of like WWE logic here. Yeah, and like, I'm just like I understand. You're gonna have Carlito come back. You're gonna have Savio Vega come out, and this isn't the main event. <laughs> like. You listen to Puerto Ricans together, but not put them in the last match on the call. It's weird. Have the two white guys made in Puerto Rico. I would have the two white guys made event in Puerto Rico. I wouldn't be mad if we see a Carlito return, though. Like, he looks great. He like, I would love to see him back. I don't think they can pay him as much as they do in WWC. No, because I mean, he he is just the Cena down there. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was a fantastic night of wrestling. It was it was, was like every away. match, every match delivered on what it was going to be on the tin, like the street fight, you know, it's going to be a street fight, but like they amped it up the cart, the shopping cart, the the kendo stick, all the storytelling in there, um, like all the all the high spots, like David Priest almost snapping uh, Bad Bunny's neck several times. I mean, it, and, and then Bad Bunny almost snapping his own neck. I mean, it's takeover pace, too. This was three hours. And it just yep. it didn't feel like three hours. This was like a takeover show and just the pacing and just everything about it. Oh yeah, it went by really quick, man. Like I, I was said, like, this is one the- I was like, it starts at eight and I'm like leaving my friends at eleven. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like But yeah, overall this this is to me, this has been the backlash the best backlash I've seen since twenty sixteen. Okay, I think that was the one where AJ Styles won the world title. Um, this was just an electric show from start to finish. Yeah. The crowd made that ten times better. You know, I was completely wrong about this show because the way on paper, you know, it didn't look like a strong card. But, you know, and it just goes to show me that uh, it's, it's not about how well, it's, it's not quality. about who's in the card. It's quality over quantity. Yeah. Okay, it's not about who's on the card. It's about can they pull this off? And they definitely pulled it off. You know, <laughs> even the spots I thought they wouldn't. You know? Yeah. Every performer like did really well this pay-per-view. Like every single one of them. I couldn't think of like a bad thing to say about any of them. They understood the fucking assignment. <laughs> like, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they keep this energy for fuck. What's the next one? Not, the, I don't care about Night of Champions. The next one uh, technically is Night of Champions, and I think after that, it's it. Money we in the Bank. To... And that's right around the same time as Double or Nothing. So I think I'm gonna be watching Double or Nothing though. Let we me... have to co- we have to cover Night of Champions because it's gonna crown the inaugural World Heavyweight. We'll Champions. mention yeah. it. We'll mention it. I am not watching any show from Saudi Arabia. Correct. Uh, I'm gonna actually just I look up legally watch it to see what is coming up because i know that in the next few months we have a very busy few months of of uh, yep. events we've got mm-hmm. double or nothing we've got um, forbidden door forbidden door uh all in all in not yeah, to mention we the have... all out i think so jeez yeah in one weekend it is going to be uh, the Night of, Night of Champions. The day after that is NXT Battleground. The same day oh. as Battleground is Double or Nothing. Yep. And then... Damn. This is going through all like the TV shows, too, so this is fucking awful. Uh, so, yeah, we have NXT Battleground if we want to do that. And we have Double or Nothing, which I'm going to be watching personally. Mm-hmm. I might get it into sit and screen share if you guys want to watch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we'll talk about Night of Champions probably the same day that we do Double or Nothing. Just mentioning the new champion. Mentioning if anything happens. Like, I don't think anything's going to happen with Roman Reigns. I think the titles are staying on him. Uh... I am very interested in Double or Nothing, though. Yeah. Because that is the only uh, match that we have announced for that is the four the four pillars fatal four way for the title. 
I I I don't. I'm I don't know. I I think AEW has a habit of, and I guess we'll talk about this when we get close to it. AEW has a habit of making their their uh, pay per views feel like regular shows, which it's a good thing because it makes your shows look really good. But also, it's a bad thing because it makes their pay per views look much much worse. Yeah, and I think they I think they need to have a certain like. They need to have a certain panache to their. Well, Double or Nothing has their right whole. Uh, Double or Nothing has their whole like stage with like the poker chip like setups, where you had a uh, John Moxley throw Kenny Omega off of one of the poker chips on his debut. So uh, that was fun. That was fun, just to pop that, that John Moxley had when he arrived. Yeah, uh, um, I just don't. I just don't know if they're gonna do that uh, this time. I I I love to be proven wrong, but. It's, oh, been, it's been a lot of business as usual lately with AEW, and that's not always a good thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I fucking loved this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I, pay-per-view. I had so much fun watching it. I wasn't just like, I, oh, can this match be over? It was I'm, just like, I, fuck, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned this in the beginning. I'm really glad they got rid of the WrestleMania branding to this, because they, they took it, they, like, severing it from WrestleMania made it that much better because it wasn't it didn't have the loose baggage and in fact the only match that was tangentially related was the bloodline versus uh ko sammy and and uh, yeah. riddle match backlash never needed the uh wrestlemania branding because on top of that when they did the wrestlemania backlashes it was almost the same matches from that show also it was a majority it was of it and it was just it was part. pointless yeah so uh, uh i'm glad they got rid of it i really do because even leading up to this in the past, what they would use for backlash is like they would continue the same stories, but they're creating new stories this time, and I that is much better. It had a much think, different feel to it. It did. I think. I think if you hit the reset button, if you don't hit the reset button on WrestleMania, you do it at Backlash. I think that's the true reset button, and I think going forward, we're gonna see that some more. And I wouldn't mind if pay per views that aren't WrestleMania have this takeover feel to them where it's just bam 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 done like yeah. i hate also sitting through these like seven hour pay-per-views where it's like a match 20 minutes fads <laughs> like match then more promos match and it's like just get to the fucking wrestling please <laughs> and also if you're going to do pay-per-views outside the big four i want them in different locations like this it just yeah. adds a little bit more salt and pepper you know the cra- to the whole crowd was totally event. for this this I don't think the show would have felt as great as it did if the crowd wasn't as fired up as they were. Uh, they keep having I keep seeing um, I keep seeing notes for Raw today because again we're we're recording on the Monday of um, yeah and I keep seeing like Return of the Big Time Superstar ooh uh, and and something that's like Triple H wants the crowd to be talking. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> like yeah. I I hate dirt sheets for that reason. Yeah. I've stopped listening to the dirt sheets, uh, the dirt sheets a lot. Like they've, a lot of them have actively like been told wrong things and reported and then are like shit on by the wrestlers that told them about it. Yep. Or like they bring the receipts and it's like, no man, that's not what happened. But yeah, I mean, it's a great pay per view. I'm wondering if, you know, this kind of sparks. Well, I mean, this did record stuff for backlash oh we lost x <laughs> but uh this backlash had like record uh stuff to it i mean everybody right now is thriving aw has almost sold out a stadium uh gcw is putting on shows pretty much all over the world each week like wrestling right now is on fire and it's wonderful this is the importance of having multiple companies in pro wrestling okay all of this stuff together, how you, it pretty much heats up the whole product. It heats up the whole sport, man. Um, quick update on AEW. I think they're at about seven hundred fifty-eight ticket left. Tickets left. Yeah, they're, last they're I selling checked. that shit out. Yeah, they're I probably mean, going to sell that out. That arena is selling out under the assumption that CM Punk is coming back. Yeah, which but... he would be back by then because he's rumored to be on the June seventeenth um, new show AEW Collision, I believe. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. And but you know, ultimately this is all good for pro wrestling. Okay, we're just and, you know, it went through a little funky period, you know, between the end of last year and the start of this year, but I think we're getting back on track to where this stuff is starting to get hot again. 
Definitely. And uh, I'm just excited. I am. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and New Japan has made like their changing of the guard too. You know, with a uh, with Sonata kind of being the champ, the top champion now, and Okada stepping out of the limelight. Like even New Japan's starting to see a change in their, you know, culture of the company. It's like, hey, we got new guys that we can build up. Sonata's mm-hmm. the champion right now, right? Sonata's yeah. the champion. Uh, you have Dave, you have Dave Finley taking over Bullet Club. Like they're just building up a bunch of new people over there. It's not the same guard as it used to be. So we're starting to see a big shift to kind of keep it up to keep everybody competitive with each other. And I'm excited to see where it all goes. But I got nothing else to talk about for Backlash. Yeah, I'm good. It was a good pay-per-view. You should watch it if you haven't yet. You should watch it. If anything, just watch the Bad Bunny Damian Priest yeah. match. That is that I is just really good, like almost attitude era like feeling with like mm-hmm. the hardcore match. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. We'll see you for what's the next one? Double or nothing. Uh double or nothing. Or battlegrounds. So mm-hmm. and probably double or nothing. I think we said we're probably doing double we're or doing nothing. we're not doing NXT, we're doing WWE and AEW yep. mostly. Yep. So yep. well yeah, double or nothing. Uh, I believe that it was later in May, not May, maybe June, I don't know. But we'll get to that. So, yeah, I got uh, nothing else. Double or nothing is May 28th. So, woo, this month. Yep. See you in 20 days, y'all. <laughs> See you in 20 days. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, take care. You have nice. a good one. Nice talking to you guys. X, thanks for being here again. All right. No problem, man. All right, guys. We will see you all later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Squared Triangle. Find us wherever you get your podcasts under the Without Context Podcast. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WC Network.